So I'm on record for having been critical of a lot of different franchise business opportunities in the past. And I got a reader comment asking me what I would look for in a franchise business. Hey there everyone, it's uh, Dave Barnett from investlocalbook.com, the blog site and YouTube channel where I talk about buying and selling businesses, small business opportunities, managing small business, investing in local business, any other topic that people choose to ask me about. I got an interesting piece of reader feedback the other day from Ed. Ed had downloaded a copy of Franchise Warnings, uh, my second best-selling book on Amazon, and had sent me a letter with a little bit of feedback um, basically saying that in my book he liked my approach and he wanted to figure out what I thought were good criteria for looking at a franchise business opportunity and he said that what came across to him in the book is the idea that uh, my number one theme was that you have to do your homework. So I put down a couple of notes here uh, just to respond to Ed's uh, comments. First of all though, the number one theme that I was trying to get across in the book Franchise Warnings is not do your homework, but rather simply to point out and demonstrate to people that buying a new franchise business holds just as much risk as starting your own independent startup. Um, from what I've been able to tell, the success rate between franchises and new startups isn't necessarily any greater. Um, it's still a new business and a new business has to be able to attract clients away from other places where those people supposedly are, are happy getting product or service. So you have the problem of a lack of customers. If I was going to go out and look at franchise opportunities to start a new business, here are basically the three criteria that I would be looking for as my, my most important things. Number one, I would be looking for a franchise system which was fee-based rather than royalty-based. So many franchises out there collect a royalty or a percentage based on the sales that the individual units do. What this means is that the bigger you grow your business, the more amount of money you end up sending up to the franchisor. So it puts a, a cap or a limit on the success that you're able to achieve. It's, it's kind of like income tax. It doesn't matter how big you get, you're going to end up paying more and more to the government. Well, why would you choose to subject yourself to another level of income tax being sent to another party, right? There are franchise systems out there that are fee-based. So for example, when I was a business broker, I was part of a franchise network. I paid a flat monthly fee. Every month it was the same fee regardless of how much business I did. That would be my number one concern so that I could grow a business really to, to a, a robust level and not have to share the benefit of that growth or success with the franchisor. The number two thing that I would be looking for uh, if I was gonna open a new franchise business would be effective, successful systems. And believe it or not, you know, franchises claim that, that systems is what they sell. I know of two different franchises out there who actually don't deliver an operations manual to people. So they talk about their brand, they talk about you know, why you should buy their franchise, about the name recognition, et cetera, but they actually don't supply an operations manual, so they don't deliver on the systems. And people are left to figure it out on their own and calling other franchisees and that kind of thing, and, and really it boggles my mind. The only way that you're gonna truly find out if the systems are there and if they're adequate 
is not by talking to the franchisor, it's by talking to other franchisees. So in one case in particular, I know someone who bought a landscaping franchise that does like institutional and commercial properties for businesses. And the prospective franchisee asked the franchisor three times, um, you know, can I see the operations manual? And they showed him a book, but when it came time to actually buy the franchise, it turns out that that book wasn't in fact an operations manual. He was given a couple of promotional pieces, a couple of tools that employees could use to organize themselves in the field, but there was no operating manual. And he would have discovered that had he done proper research by talking with other franchisees. The third point uh, in what I would look for if I was gonna buy a new franchise is uh, I would look for an industry that wasn't oversaturated. So, you know, franchises are, you know, kind of synonymous with the food service industry. All the most famous franchises are in the food service industry. And the reason for that is that there's so many restaurants, right? And if you look at all the other different industries out there, you'll find that, for example, in landscaping, there are several franchises. In carpet cleaning, there are several franchises. And you can go down the list. So what I mean by a lack of, of saturation is finding a franchise which is the first one in an industry which is largely populated by independent businesses. Um, if you get in and there's three or four franchises in an industry already, it can be an indication that the number of units out there, both independent and franchises, are starting to get hit to a saturation point where there may not be enough market for new entrants who get in to be able to, to, you know, to get a piece of the action. So for example, um, I think about five years ago, where I live here in Moncton, New Brunswick, we saw our very first self-serve frozen yogurt shop, okay? And I know they've been in the States for over 10 years up and down the East Coast seaboard. And so the very first one opened here and there were lineups out the door. Now there are seven or eight in my hometown and the lineups aren't nearly so long and they're all over the region. And two days ago, I saw some financial statements for one of these frozen yogurt shops and it wasn't very pretty. In fact, the franchisor was earning more money than the store owner because of the royalties. That, you know, royalties don't depend on profit. This is one of the key things that I put in franchise warnings. Royalties are based on sales. So even if you're not making enough money to pay your own bills, you still end up paying money to that franchisor. Okay? If you don't hit the minimum break-even point, they still profit from you. So when you look at that business, that local franchise unit, the risk is entirely borne by the franchisee. And that's why the ultimate advice in the very last section of this book in the conclusion is that if you really want to own a franchise and you really feel that you need the systems and the guidance provided by a franchisor and you want to focus on the day-to-day -day operations of your unit, and you want somebody else to be working on, you know, the latest promotion or the special flavor for next month or, or what have you, don't open a new one. Go and find a successful, profitable franchise location that's operating today and analyze it for what it is, a business that's a going concern, and buy that one. Anyway, I hope this was informative. If you have any other questions, please give me an email. Um, and if you want help buying or selling a business, uh, give me a call.
506-381-8416. I work with people all around the world, helping them to buy and sell businesses. Come and visit investlocalbook.com. Sign up for my email list, and we'll see you soon. Thanks.